You're listening to World Oil's Deep Dive, where you'll get to know the authors of technical articles in World Oil magazine and learn more about their company's technology and how it's shaping our industry. Now, here's your host, Jim Watkins. All right, welcome back, everybody. We're uh, back again with Akshay, the president of Universal Pressure Pumping. But this time, Akshay, it's a little bit different, right? Because we're here at... um, the Hydraulic Fracturing Technology Conference, right? An important conference for you guys. Oh, it is. It is one of the most important of the year. Yeah, exactly. And so we're live recording at our usual uh, fantastic place. Usual spot. Yeah, I exactly. Like it. No, it's fantastic. It is a great spot, right? yes. It's the blend bar in the woodlands for uh, a commercial sake. So, you know, if you guys uh, are ever up in the woodlands and you're looking for a great lunch, come to the blend bar because it is fantastic food. And then you can stay for whiskey and cigar. You didn't, you didn't even, you just came right in with a coffee. You didn't even get a whiskey. Yet. I'll take it off this. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> One for the road. <laughs> All right. So um, just recap a little bit. The last time we spoke, I think it was in your office. We were talking mm-hmm. about the, the three E's. So uh, give us a little bit about, about that again. Refresh our memory. Sure, sure. So Universal has re- reinvented itself starting in 2020. And the three E's represent the three outcomes or the directions for the company. Number one is expertise, building expertise across the organization, both in terms of people and the solution we deliver. Number two is efficiency. The entire industry focuses on efficiency. Our view is that it's important, but it's a holistic view. It's not just about more pumping hours per day. It's about how do you get great asset velocity? How do you ensure that the customer's production efficiency is good? Not just let me pump a whole lot of stuff (laughs) and do it in many more hours or pump many more hours a day and then we call it good. So it's about holistic efficiency. And finally, ESG. The pivot to ESG is real. It's just changed its uh, pace, being more realistic, balanced with the economics. So the E has become environment and a bit of economics. But all the same, it still remains a major pivot for us. So those are the three outcomes for the organization. Right. And, and we're then, still very focused on it. Yeah. And now you guys have added five P's, right? Right, right. So we, we love all those P's and P's, <laughs> right? It's just like you're almost E and P by now. Uh, yeah. So the, the five P's are really the five verticals along which we are building the organization to get these three outcomes, which are the three E's we spoke about. Ah, okay. So they kind of consider it like a matrix, right? A cross section of five P's driving three E's. Right, okay. The five P's are really people. Of course. There's going to be people. It's right at the center of everything. Then there is the prowess, which is our way of calling a solution. Then there is the positioning of the organization. Then there is the platform of the organization, which is what our, um, you know, uh, what we run our organization off. And then there is the process, to be very process-driven as a company. So those five Ps allow us to build what we call the building blocks of the new universal. And, And so... It's a multi-year transformational program. It started in 2020. Looked pretty bad in the first two years. You know, it was like, holy, <laughs> what are we doing? And where right. are we going? And now I think it's really beginning to show where we are, given our results, the way they're coming across. No, 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 it's fantastic. And I, I don't know if I mentioned this in, uh, in another uh, podcast, uh, but, um, you know, uh, I saw a, a speech by the president of Patterson, right, at our breakfast. Like, yes, Andy. Remember? Yeah, 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 Andy. Two years ago, right? And after he spoke, I was like, I mean, he's got it tied together, man. I'm just going to, I'm just going to buy some of that stock afterward. And I'll tell you <laughs> Good what, choice. yeah, no, it's paid off greatly, <laughs> yeah. you know, in the last uh, year and two months. So. And Andy was here, by the way, he spent the day today. Oh, he's he? very committed to the pressure pumping business just as much as drilling. So, you know, as a CEO of Patterson UTI, it was very impressive. He spent a full day with us, 
visited with the team. Nice, looked nice. Looked at our so paper, he, bunch of yeah. stuff, walked the floor. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome that he's that he's involved and wants to know what's going on there too, as he should, right? Right. Being the big right, boss. Right. I mean, he, uh-huh. he has to he has to do that. So, um, tell us then, uh, update us. I mean, we talked a little bit about it last time as well, but so uh, how is the completions market right now, and 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 where do you see that evolving? Like, say, in the next twelve months. I think the longer term outlook, 12, 18, and 24 is very strong. It continues to m- remain a very robust multi-year cycle. That's our view. Mm, yeah, right. At least looking into 12 and even 24 months, if I could hazard a guess. Mm-hmm. Clearly coming out of some macro headwinds and also the fact that gas pricing has really taken a beating. Yeah, that's crazy. So man. all gas-focused basins are certainly seeing a pullback on drilling activity, the creation of duck counts. As a result of it, frack goes down too. Right, so, yeah. so there is some near-term... Uh, concern, but that's just a very short-term view. I think longer term, past Q1, even March and beyond, so far, all the signals are very strong. Uh, Going back into 2022, the year started off terrible. You know, we had weather, we had customer, you know, unclear unclear customers on what they wanted to do. So I was very, very concerned in 2022. It wasn't very clear the year would end strong, but it it certainly made a rebound and right. a solid rebound. So I think the completions market is certainly headed in the right direction. But the pace of growth that we saw coming out of 21 was like a huge ramp. Right. Now it's a gentle plateau with a slight incline. And I think mm. it's, it's it's a real way to run a business. You don't want to be on a constant ramp. Right. Exactly. It burns us yeah. all down. So right. I think the market remains solid, um, remains on a gentle plateau with a slight incline is the way we look at it. And we're planning for that. Yeah, and, and, and that's perfect. That's the type of market you mm-hmm. want, right? So, Along the plateau, there's going to be a few bumps, but that's that's life. Yeah. And, and, and you think that that's tied mostly just to that, to that uh, gas price uh, fluctuation? Yeah. I think there are a couple of things happening here. A, there is a lot happening in the Eastern Hemisphere. The war right. is not helping. This changed the, uh, the, the supply-demand balance. Um, China did not return as strongly into the demand sector yet. OPEC is holding production at a very... Uh, strong low level, so they've not even completed all their commitments. And so we've seen all of that play in. And the North American producers and service companies are remaining very disciplined. So, so far, the, f- the combination of all of that is there is a demand supply imbalance, but there isn't really a huge demand growth yet. So, supply is keeping up with it, which doesn't drive uh, immediate commodity price increase. Plus, I think. Now, this becomes a little bit political, but the fact that we haven't invested a lot in takeaway right. capacity and the LNG plants in Q4 went on to maintenance mm-hmm. certainly pushed back a lot of gas takeaway, which, is, which has really hurt gas in the near term. It takes a quarter for it to come back. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, with the emphasis, because of what happened in the Ukraine, right, with the emphasis on, hey, let's get some export, LNG export mm-hmm. uh, terminals online and some pipelines run under those, that once that works its way through and those get going... You know, I mean, I, I think the rest of the world realizes, hey, man, we can't depend on on unreliable partners Absolutely. in the future. So that should that should help the gas prices and, and the takeaway capacity. Right. Absolutely. And if you look at it, look at the Germans that built an LNG plant in, I think, 12 or 18 months, the most right. amazing engineering feat. So they could do it and they did it. So I think I think that's got a lot of hope there that. Uh, LNG will be the way of the future. The U.S. will be a net exporter, which is very good news for us. I think the number of rigs and the frac spreads we need is very well known, modeled out. And as long as all of us, the larger companies, the publics at least, who have you know credible capacity remain disciplined, right. uh, which I think there's a combination of seeing the value of discipline, 
and, and, and the Wall Street pressure, I think a combination of both will keep us in line. Right. And that's great news for the industry because oh, that absolutely. leads into, you know, this multi-year up cycle. So everyone's very bullish. Q1, you know, it's, 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 it's not ideal, but that's, as I said, just a very, very minor bump. Right, right. Now, I, I think it's funny because, you know, I've been around this industry for a while. I mean, you've been around for a long time, but, you know, uh, seeing um, this up cycle uh, completely different because of that, because of the discipline, right? Because of the discipline, discipline enforced by mm -hmm. the financial sector, yep. right? I mean, it really is good for business, but we could just never get a handle on that before because everyone's like, hey, prices are great. Let's make all the money we can. And this time, you know, we're seeing yeah. a, a different thing. Fingers crossed that that holds. Well, right? I mean, very much hope so. I think the, the challenge always remains that we know there's a number of new frac spreads coming in the market. Talking of the completion space, the estimated number is anywhere between 20 to 30. Mm -hmm. That will imbalance the market if the stated goals of the people bringing them in are not real. Because most folks have said they're bringing those in to replace legacy old uh, equipment that needs to be retired. Right. We very much hope that is true in the state of their plans. And most of them have made us feel comfortable they will. There's always the odd person who says, let me run that as well. And that's where this indiscipline and kind of let's get a little bit of a short-term benefit comes in. And those are the things which hurt the market. So we hope very much that people stay with the plan. The new equipment replaces the old. Everything becomes a lot more ESG friendly, a lot right. more cleaner, cleaner that we need. And then we should be good. Yeah. So well, we, we monitor that very closely. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's great because next time we talk, we'll be able to get an update on that for sure. But uh, now here at the Hydraulic Fracturing Technology Conference, uh, you guys delivered a paper, right? On this morning. Frag? Yes. Was that just this morning? Actually, it was not. It was yeah, It was this morning. Yeah. Wow, okay. So the paper was a joint effort between Matador mm -hmm. and, and, and Universal, and it was remote Simofrac. Oh, right. Yeah. Everyone in the world does, well, not everyone, but most companies <laughs> do Simofrac. It's been a way of, uh, you know, increasing efficiency for some customers. And we had a publication on Simofrac a couple of years ago, too, which, right. is, which is publicly released by us. This one was remote, which is what makes it unique. It is a very interesting concept of using a simofrac technique on two pads that are not the same pad. Right. So really yeah. now you're running one concentrated fleet and the other pad is, is at a certain distance, which is not insignificant. And you run these long high pressure lines across. So essentially consider fracking that other pad at a distance well, you've got all your equipment here. So truly we are optimizing efficiency. So we showed uh, this morning that the number of days cut off oh, it was about 20 days. So you bring production 20 forward days. 20 days. Wow, wow. You shut in wells 20 days less. Right. So Matador, they have their senior executives here and they were in the room and they certainly re-emphasized the amazing economic value to them, the efficiency. And I will say that all of this was done with zero HSC and and, and service quality incidents. So yeah, great that job would be the team. question. When yeah. you get like a long pipe to high pressure, pressure pipe, exactly. pipe yeah, exactly. that's a, that could be a, an issue, right? No leaks and no one was hurt. Wow. I, I was very impressed. The team did and, a great job. And what kind, what type of distances are we talking between pads? I mean, for your example, when you guys were testing I think this one was, I think, 1,500 feet. Wow. Uh, but, but you could go up to 3,000 as well. Uh, and that kind of becomes a limit because the concept is HSE takes over, right? You want to have right, a line yeah. that you can see and monitor. You don't want to run it longer, too long to the point that now something happens and we don't know. So yeah, we need right. to react. If something happens, it's all designed to react and shut it down. Right. Yeah, of course. You want to be efficient, but safety comes first. And we want to really deliver that result, but do it in a smart way. And this worked out well for us. I think we found that's the optimum length, you know. 
So really, fifteen hundred to, to three thousand feet, and no, the pressure drop isn't significant enough to. No, it was it was amazing. The way it was modeled and the way it was run. So it's all about a combination of wellbore geometry design, equipment design, and how we pump the job. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing. I, I asked the same question. So the selection of the high pressure line across the two pads is a very important factor yeah, yeah. in how much pressure you drop. If you go too small, you drop too much pressure. If you go too big, you don't convey enough pressure. Right. So this was optimized. And our pressure drop was literally less than 10 PSI over wow. such a long distance. So you could really frack them as if you were sitting right there. That's interesting. And, and have you guys looked at the ability to do that like in a spoke fashion? you know, out to other Multiple? pads? Yeah, yeah. That's an interesting question. No, I, I, I'll be now lying if I said I knew the answer to that. <laughs> Our team is a very smart group of solution engineers. We have this whole organization called Solution Engineering, and that's what they do for a living. So I am sure they're looking at it, uh, and I'll take the idea back. I'm going to ask them <laughs> after this, right? With I my whiskey in my hand, that, right? you know, I'm going to say, okay, go, where, where's this folk? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So so tell us, this type of, uh, of idea, the remote simulfrac, I mean... Uh, why is that important for Universal? Obviously, you have a group dedicated to increasing efficiencies and doing those those type of things. But um, are you know this is just one example, right, of, of what they've been able to come up with. But yeah. is, is that an emphasis that you have? Clearly, I mean, our organizational vision has always been to optimize our customers' well performance right. using very innovative techniques. And all of this kind of bundles into our, our very well-stated goal recently we released, which is creativity is universal. Right. And we strongly believe that, you know, creativity in finding a good solution is not always about new technology. Right. It's about applying our collective knowledge to optimize results for both parties, right? So you have the client benefits, we benefit too. You know, right. we, we got paid for what we did. It's right. a fair deal. Matador had this amazing pull forward on production and they completely verified that today, even in person. They had a cost savings. It's a very unique, well set up, right? In the old days, we would probably take, you know, not, not even 20, probably may, we may take 40 extra days to do this with two frac spreads. Right, exactly. Sequentially, expose the entire population of people twice as long to HSC risk. So think about all the value coming out of that creativity. I think it's amazing. Yeah, and, and, and how does something like that work? So with your partner, was that like, Matador was like, hey, can we run a pipe and do these at the same time? Or was that your guys internally saying, hey, I think this is feasible? I think it's a joint effort. I mean, I, I think credit goes to both sides. Matador came with an interesting problem. They had these two pads. And this is not the first one, by the way. Once we proved this, oh, this was the first one, sorry. Not the only one. So once we proved this, this is going to other pads and it's been done multiple times. The oh, first time is always a challenge. Yeah, right, right, exactly. So you got yeah. these two pads with a very unique geometry of wells, some producing wells. You know, think about customers in West Texas. They buy acreage, they got all these wells on it. Some are producing, some have to be drilled. Mm -hmm. Very odd sometimes in you know, to solve the problem, you could either think in a very linear manner and say, yes, these four need a spread here, a spread here, I'll make money selling it two spreads. Or you could say, hey, can we do this using current equipment in a smart fashion? Let's go back and restart on the drawing board. And this is what our team did. Nice. Your objective is to get this done, bring production forward, reduce the shut-in of existing wells. So more hydrocarbon, less damage to the reservoir, and you know less HSE risk. So that's the starting point. And then they went through design iteration. It took quite a bit of time and a lot of surveys by the team to set up this long distance high pressure line. It's not like, hey, you know, let's just go buy a bunch of pipe <laughs> right, and put exactly. it out there, right? It doesn't yeah. work that way. Yep. So there's a lot of 
work had to be done behind it. But the starting point was a very common shared objective. Nice, nice. And I, I guess that's one of the advantages of having real partners that you can work with, right? Absolutely. Like, like Matador in this Absolutely. instance where you're like, hey, let's put our heads together and think about this, you know, and, and what can we do and what are your objectives and, you know, let's put our, our creativity to work, right? Absolutely. I think we have a bunch of very, you know, good customers we work with. They've all been very supportive, you know, and I think, yeah, clearly a shout out to Matador in this case and we have others who help us with other areas. And I, our strong belief has been long stable partnerships and relationships. It's not about the greed of an instant gratification, right. which is only green and dollar shaped, right? For us, it's about being there with them. So the ups and the downs, right? I mean, this is a complex problem. We could, we could say, hey, you know, it's too complicated. We can't solve it and, you know, walk away from it. But the, that is not the way, that's not the way Universal is designed today. Our, our organization f loves those challenges, brings the, the creativity to work, and then pulls in all these solutions organizations, our operations teams. It's just a great team effort. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I mean, I'll just tell you now. I mean, I've run into some some UPP folks around, you know, at events and stuff. And um, I'll tell you what. I talked to them about some of these changes and things that are going on there. And they all credit it to you. They say <laughs> it's Akshay's leadership that's making this possible. And, and I, I swear to a person, they all said that Akshay is the guy to take UPP to the next level. So uh, congrats <laughs> on that because that's candid. Yeah. I mean, those are just guys talking. I mean, and some of them drunk, right? So, I mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, so, so that is that is a good testament to your leadership. Jim, I take that with humility. I think, you know, it is, it is always a team effort. You know, you can have a quarterback in a team and we always have a quarterback in every team here. But the team is what drives the final you know, result. Right. So I, yeah. I, I, think, I think we have an amazing team. Our focus has been to provide certain guardrails within which we stay. There's an ethical and moral compass we don't exit. Right. So for example, we do not want to leave our customers high and dry just because we get an extra dollar. Right. We want those relationships. We want to pick up the challenging wells. It's mm. easy to do the easy stuff. Right. Easy is easy. And difficult can be made easy with creativity. And that's our that's the way we want to go. Okay. And we don't we don't want to stay with the easy, easy mantra and just, you know, milk it out yeah, for a few yeah, more years. Exactly, so. exactly. Well, and that's how you push the innovation, right? That's right. how you use the creativity. I mean, you don't need creativity if it's something that everybody's doing right. all the time right. anyway. So congrats, congrats on 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 the paper and and the proof of that and being able to use it in the field. And you know, I look forward to the next uh wild innovation that comes out of UPP. So congrats. Well, me too. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks, Jim. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Take a look at today's show notes for links we mentioned in the podcast. We enjoy your feedback. So if you have any questions or comments, email them to deepdive at worldoil.com. Check out worldoil.com for the best oil and gas industry technical articles and news. And join us next time for another deep dive with World Oil.